Hey, hi, hi, Savaloy. Yes, it is UK Cowboys TV season two, episode 94. 94. Sorry, didn't know where I was. Damn it, mate. Already screwed up, dude. I know, yeah, yeah. Bad intro. It's all right. It's all right. You're okay to come in bad as long it, the takeoff can be bad as long as the landing's smooth. That's all. It's uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, it is the pre-game show for this weekend's game, uh, which is against the 49ers. Long-standing rivalry with that team. We have with me uh, the bubble and squeak of UK Cowboys TV, <laughs> Paul Stewart and Jamie Smith. How are you doing, guys? It's something new. It's something new every week, honestly. Something new every week. Yeah. It's like it's it's the little niche intro there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. also with us, have we have advertised throughout the week a very long standing friend, not just of uh, UK Cowboys, but ourselves. We have uh, the infamous and famous Mr. Big Game James. How are you doing, sir? Woo! I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Good to see you guys. Been a while, man, since we've been yeah. on. But you know what? We back. And uh, we was a little optimistic when we first talked. Uh, maybe not so much <laughs> right now, but hey, we'll try to find some kind of optimism in these last three weeks. Yes, and it is the countdown to Christmas. So uh, obviously, yes. I, like you say, it's been a while. We have uh, obviously tried uh, a number of times. Uh, I know when me and you have, have spoken, we've tried to to get back in touch or not get back in touch because we've stayed mm -hmm. in touch but mm -hmm. try to try to get organized with it but as the way things go especially as we were saying before we started the show 2020 has been a pretty crazy year so things have been all over the place and when we spoke last time you would start a new job yeah yeah got to has started a new job and it's going well you know um yeah. especially now with this covid going on you never jobs are unpredictable so it's, yeah. if, if you have a job you better keep it do not try to do <laughs> something else right now than covid because that stuff is not promised so yeah so like i said we're discounting every blessing you know health job kids are well so you know what i really can't complain about anything in life that's it as long as everyone's got a smile on their face exactly. roof over their head and clothes mm -hmm. on their back then everything else is a bonus as i For say sure yeah. Um, but yes, guys, uh, as we say every week, make sure that you send us your comments uh, and quotes. Uh, and even if you disagree with us, um, we even like the occasional swear word thrown our way, which does happen. But there we go. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, 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 we get it all. Yeah. Um, but. Let's get into the news, guys, and I'll get your thoughts and opinions and everybody else at home as well. We'll get into the injury report. Now, it is a bit weird. I'm going to give you the injury and then because there's a bit of a back and forth with everything. So first of all, straight out the gate, Trayvon Diggs is very possible he could play this weekend, which is insane. Insane. Oh, How in the hell does he get? Injured that way and get back so quick. What have they been feeding him? As I'm telling you, it's our medical staff. I mean, what they've done for True. previous players before, like Jalen, for example, with the reconstructed mm -hmm. uh, is it was it ACL knee and whatever and that. Yeah. People said he was. People said he was never going to play again. Look at him now. But then, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think it's all down to our medical team more than anything. The medical team at Dallas and the facilities that they have for them as well. Oh yeah, still um, they are. Yeah, yeah, it's a cut, a cut above everyone else, for sure. Um, 
also, Anthony Brown, questionable with a rib, uh, with that rib injury he's had. Good news is he's practised this week. He was in practice, so he has been there. Uh, linebacker Luke Gifford from a suspension, he's due to come back, help the linebacker core with probably what people are calling an iffy position, but we'll get into that a bit later. Mm-hmm. Uh, safety Donovan Wilson with the groin injury, he's questionable. Good news is he's been in practice. See where we're going with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rashad Robinson, he's questionable with a knee. Good news is he's been in practice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, We've got Zeke as well with the calf injury. Good news is he's been in practice this week too. <laughs> yeah, there's a theme going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, other one as well is Savion Smith. Um, he had the hand injury, which actually took him out of the game last week. He's been in practice too. So it's there's a lot of questionables, but it's looking fine. Um, I mean, for you guys, I think you're pretty much all going to agree, and I get your take uh, on this one as well. Um, James, is do you think out of all of them, really the biggest um, return for us really is going to be Trayvon Diggs? Uh, Definitely. I mean, we all seen what Diggs did this year. I mean, he was my he's been my guy from day one. I wanted him in my mock draft. I was, you know, I thought thought he was uh, actually coming on. You know, he was getting that, uh, you know, he missed a few interceptions. You know, people, Mm -hmm. oh man, he's getting cooked in coverage. But I mean, you're coming in. Uh, from a guy that was, you know, learning the position in Alabama. Yep. He played it one full year. He was a receiver his first two years in Alabama, and he converted two corner, only played one full year. Because when his uh, first year he played, he broke his foot. He hurt his foot, and then he missed the half the year. So you're only playing a guy who's really getting used to the position, coming in, playing some of the top receivers one-on-one, man-on-man. That is not yep. easy to do to come into the NFL and do that. So I thought he played – well concerning all those obstacles and to see him get hurt set him back so i'm kind of half and half on this with trevin Diggs. like part of me wants to get him out there and let him get those reps so he can get that good stuff but another part of me is nervous about a foot because it's a cornerback Mm -hmm. and cornerbacks oh yeah yeah and you don't want something that'll linger on later on his career so i just say be cautious with it if he's not fully 100 percent, don't put him out there yeah Definitely. And I know because me and you were talking and we sent our mock drafts um, during the offseason before Mm -hmm. the draft uh, on what we were doing. And both of us, you, you, as you quite rightly say, you was all over Trayvon. When it comes to him, what was it then that just caught your eye? What was the the biggest strength, if you like, that he provided? Uh, Ball skills. I mean, what that's what we've been waiting for for a long time with any of our cornerbacks, the ball skills. When when the quarterback throws it up, we would get frustrated with our cornerbacks not turning their mm-hmm. head, getting yep. lost in coverage, um, and and not being able to play the ball correctly. Once the ball goes in the air, we want a cornerback that can go up there as well and get it and get turnovers because that's one of been of our biggest problems. We haven't been able to turn over the ball on defense, so we needed guys. And when I seen Trevin Diggs, when I seen him at Alabama, especially when you played receiver, Receiver. I mean, I played receiver and I played corner, and it does mm-hmm. give you an advantage when you go switch play corner. And if you had played receiver, because you know tendencies from a receiver, you know routes as a as a as a corner. You 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 know where to break on a ball mm-hmm. this time, whereas somebody doesn't have that natural awareness because they haven't played the position. So whenever time I watched him, the first thing I would notice was whenever he played anybody, his head was already turning back and looking for the ball. 
and you got a brother named Stefan Diggs who's pretty good in Buffalo. You get to train against him. You know what I'm saying? So that's making you even mm -hmm. better. So those ball hawking skills excited me, and I think we saw that early in the year, and I feel like you get him another really good corner on his opposite side, just going to make him even more explosive. Please tell me you're on the same gravy train as me, and you're saying in this year's draft, first-round cornerback. We're going to see. Uh, <laughs> Damn it. I thought I was going to pin you in on that one. No, you're going to do that. No, you're not going to do that because we're going to see. Um, because a lot you got you guys know like I know, man. It's only freaking December. A lot can change um, yeah. from December yeah. until April. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people can move up, a lot of people can drop. And because this COVID see this COVID thing going around, you really don't know what's uh, going on with a lot of these players. So mm -hmm. we're gonna have to see. My thing is with that draft, I just want to get a bunch of picks. Uh, because of COVID going on, you don't get to see these guys that you got to see in years past when they're playing in all these all-star games. We missed a lot of games from, from COVID, being games being canceled. So yep. I want to get a bountiful of players because if you miss on somebody, at least you got a three or four other players that can help you uh, because mm -hmm. those scouts better know this year because it's going to be tough to evaluate these kids. Yeah, I, I completely agree on that one. And this is why it comes to when we're talking about the draft, a uh, draft talk on the uh, Tuesday show. It's like, I, if, if anything, I would rather prefer to trade down and get me a picks because mm -hmm. the way I kind of see the the draft, it is a lottery. You just don't yeah. know what you're getting. And when you look at the past, some of the references I made is like people passed up and looks at Aaron Donald for X Y Z. They passed people have passed up Lamar Jackson mm -hmm. for for their reasons. And it just really does come to show it is given the right situation, you just got the player right in front of you, and it is literally you're taking a gamble. It is like playing Russian roulette pretty much mm -hmm. with any player in the draft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lottery ticket, isn't it? You know, and the more lottery tickets you got, the more chance you got to win. Mm. Totally get what you're saying. Totally agree. Uh, uh, Valenti is in with a question. Should we be going for offensive tackle or defensive line rather than cornerback? If there was a preference. De uh, if I was to go... Go on, Jay, you go, you go. I've no, talked too much already. No, I was just going to say, just... I, I kind of agree, but I think we, we touched on it, Paul, didn't we, on Tuesday? Um... If we're going to be that high up, it's how far is Sewell going to fall? If he's going to fall at all? If he's if he's not there around? If just throwing this out there, if we're there at four, five, or six, is he going to drop that far? If not, what's the what's the level compared to Sewell to say maybe the next guy on your board? And if there's a massive gap, then I agree with Paul. Trade down. This draft's, pr this draft's pretty deep. Trade down and let's get some picks. Because this, yeah. to be fair, they, and we touched it on Tuesday, it's not often the Cowboys pick this high. And we and because of everything that's gone on this year, a lot of the injuries is obviously down to less practice due to COVID and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And and learning a new system in a, in a situation that's not helped because of, obviously practice has been wiped out a lot of, of preseason, so the, the, this this team is still going to be on that cusp of being able to potentially push for a playoff spot. So let's see what we can get. Like you say, more often than not, you're going to hit further down that draft. So yeah, it just depends on what that that level 
is what's the, what's the ceiling of the next guy that's after Sewell on your board? Yeah, I know where you're going. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, we'll know more uh, as we get, um, as James was saying, as we get closer into, certainly we're getting into the bowl season with college, so we'll get to see a lot more of the prospects you're going to be seeing in this draft. So uh, in, mm-hmm. I, I know some scouts, they always say they don't do their scouting until bowl season, but uh, yeah, that's the way we're working. Some other news, guys, and I'm going to chuck in a question and people at home can answer this too. Um, first other note I've got is LP, our long snapper, LP Ladotion. Um, he is actually about to break an NFL record. Uh, this weekend it, against the 49ers. Is it 251 consecutive games or something like that? Yeah, basically, he will hold the record for uh, the most number of games for a Canadian-born player. So he will have 251 games uh, as of from 2005 when he played. He breaks that record. That's mental. Uh, yeah, that's... Oh, yeah. Dong hero. This guy is you should you break know, it. Though. All you're doing is long snapping, so uh, you, you, that's a record. Probably you, you should break. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. not hate dog. I hate because he's a beast. That dog, I'm not taking away nothing from him being a beast. Trust me, James, <laughs> I have tried. Trust me, I have tried long snapping as freaking difficult. I know I it is. <laughs> I, that's why I said I'm not taking anything away from because you got because long snapping it is not easy, especially the it, way it's an art. It's an it, actual it, art. Yes, yes, you do have to protect perfect that. Yes, you do. I think mm-hmm. we we True. Kind of, we touched, we touched on it before in kind of um like pre-draft shows and stuff we've had and that these and no disrespect to kind of like the, the players like Dak and and Zeke and uh Zach Martin and kind of players. I mean they they you you obviously you you're higher echelon kind of player and, and you expect massive performances week in, week out. But it's guys like LP, do you know what I mean? That the guys that don't really get a lot of coverage in the team, but they go in there and do the job. I, I love them kind of players that are kind of on the cusp um but do a great job for you. And like I say, unsung hero for me. And like you say, what two thousand and five. Um mm. I don't think I don't think he's not I'm saying not Mr. Game. Um no, yeah, it's just it's just immense, isn't it? Yeah, and when it comes to special teams, I would say he's been the most consistent throughout for every that entire time of, of special teams. I think he's been one of the players, the most one of the most consistent most consistent players in the NFL, rather than just for the Cowboys. True, yeah. very true. I I, I can't argue with like, that. Because the only time I can recall, I don't know if it was last season, or the year before, but it was that um, snap motion that happened. Mm-hmm. And and that was complete utter BS. I thought personally, yeah. Because <laughs> like, he even says like, "What am I doing? I've been doing this for over fourteen seasons or something like that, and this is the first time I've been flagged for it. So what's changed? Yeah, we might have to change the um, the old quote of punters of people to long snappers of people too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, he did have an interview as well this week, and they asked him. They they talked about. Um, you know, his career, 2005, long-standing health, all the rest of it. And they said, so what do you see um, for the future? And he, he just came out and said, I want to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> That's the sort of guy he is. You can't argue with it. You know, you're like, perfect answer. See, do you know what, though? Just kind of, like you say, it's kind of a blame, bland answer, in it? But if anybody's asked that kind of similar question and 
nobody says they want to win a Super Bowl. And it, and you, I would look at them and say, well, what the hell are you doing in this league? Yeah, the money's good, but you play this game to win. End True. of day. You want to be the best player at your position. You want to go out and win as many championships as you want. If, if you're not in this league to win championships, then pack your bags and get the hell out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I uh, don't think anyone would disagree with that comment either, Jay. Um, but let's get into a rather nifty uh, and nasty subject. Or maybe perhaps it's a nice subject. Anyway, defensive coach Mike Nolan. That's it nice. has come out today yeah. <laughs> or, or this week yeah, yeah there we go <laughs> i'll go with that mate i'll go with that that um uh it's come out that mike nolan will not be retained uh next year in 2021 so basically the next three games and i did ask the question if you remember i asked you all last week will mike nolan be gone before week 17 so the week 17 game the last game he will he be gone I mean, um, we kind of kind of said it as a possibility because of X, Y, and Z, because they call it, or they're kind of thinking towards next year. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think but that kind of, I, I think that kind of answers it for us. Yeah, you you could get Nolan. Is there any of you um, that thinks because of the sort of year that we've had? That I'm only trying to put a different spin, a different angle on this. So please don't try and like murder me or anything but do you think perhaps that mike nolan in other circumstances with the year that we've had as you said with covid and the restrictions on the team that if he had more time and he had more ability to coach we would see a different sort of defense or do you think it was always in the stars if you like that nolan was going to fail it's six and a half it's six and a half a dozen it really is it's 50 50 i mean I mean, every, bear, well, you need to bear in mind as well, every new defensive coordinator for every team has had the same time and preparation as yes. much as Mike Nolan has. So, if anything, I would say it would have made a difference, I, f- I think, personally. I yeah. think for me, I think for me personally, uh, we had Mike Fisher on the show um, a, couple right. of days, a couple of days ago. Yeah, and, you, know, we were, you know, we were discussing the Mike Nolan thing and we were, you know, we were, you know, what's going on with that? Um, and he was saying and, you know, we had talked about this as well, that, you know, switching from that four three to that three four um, during the COVID season with no training camp, no rookie camp, no. Yeah, big. Um, and they were doing yeah. he was saying they were doing Zoom meetings, switching from a three or four three to a three four. So you're doing the whole mm-hmm. different terminology doing Zoom meetings. You actually have to do that stuff on the field, and basically you're not going to be able to cram that in 30 days. And that's where Jerry was talking about maybe we shouldn't have did that and made that change because it really messed everything up. It threw everybody out of whack, and it threw the whole team and the whole defense out of whack by that happening. And we've seen them basically going a little bit more with the 4-3 principle and the team starting to settle down because that's what the players are used Agreed. to. Yeah. But yeah. at the end of the day, when you really look at Mike Nolan's track record – he hasn't had really dominating defenses and really great defenses even under his helm. The only time he was really good when I think they did show a, like a stat was when he was with the Ravens, but that's when the Ravens had uh, Ray Lewis and Peter Paulwell. You had great players. When you've had okay players or good players, it's shown that your teams have not been good. So with me, I'm not hating on the man, 
But I just don't feel like even with a good season, Dallas is going to be this great defense under Mike Nolan. That's just my feeling. Yeah. I, 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 same page. Same page with that one. Um, I don't think anyone's sad, especially when you think uh, I gave a stat. Um, I gave a stat out last week on our show that the most points allowed by a defense, I think, was 536, which was in 1981. Um, and the Cowboys are projected, or they're on pace, if you like, uh, this defense to allow 524 points. Mm-hmm. You no, know, I think. Um, Can't remember the last time when I was on with you, Mike, and we touched about on it. I think one of the worrying stats for me this season was: is it four or five times that this defense has been burned for 250 plus yards on the ground? Yes. Yeah, not, just, not, not just that, Jamie. It's not even with starting running backs or anything like that. We've been yeah. like, <laughs> the, the Cleveland game is a prime example. We got beat by a fisherman. True. Mm. <laughs> 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 it's true. It's true. It's yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but well, I tell you what, let, let's try and put a positive spin on this, right? Let's get into the Cowboys offense, right? And I'll give you some, um, uh, some statistics, right? But then what we'll do is we'll make everything nice again, all right? So first of all, some good news, right? <laughs> so some good news. Uh, that's my brother, by the way. Um, <laughs> the Cowboys against the San Francisco 49ers have won five of the last six meetings. So that's some good news. But they are saying, the odd makers are saying that the 49ers have a 70, 70% chance to win. Um, minus three uh, on the over-under on that one. Which, so it's a close game. They're saying it's only within a field goal. Um, I don't know. Are you a betting man? James, or do you hell, no, hell no, no? Hell, hell no. Staying off that? Hell to the no. Not touching none of that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, the other good news is, is that the 49ers are on a losing streak big time right now. They even lost to Washington. I know. I know that's say, not saying much because so did the Cowboys. Uh, they lost to Washington last week. Cowboys are on a winning streak, if you want to call it that. Uh, they went to the Bengals. So at the moment, the playing field is slightly out of kilter with how things are looking. But if you were to, the only reason I bring that up is I wanted to get your guys' opinions on right now, before we get in depth and talk about it all, what do you give percentage-wise for the Cowboys to win? Um, now I got it probably a bit higher than all the rest of you because I'm always biased, so it's pointless. But I'll start with you, James. What is what would you give the Cowboys percentage wise to win this game? Um, I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna give them fifty percent chance. Okay. Uh, because I don't. I when you look at the Niners, it's when, even when you look at their schedule, they haven't beat yeah. anybody impressive. They the only team they really. Yep. The beat was the Rams. They swept them, mm-hmm. but they haven't yes. been an impressive team, and they've had major injuries. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, Dallas definitely have a chance. But I think the biggest thing that comes down to it is Dallas's defense. You know, can they have a good, solid performance? Because uh, I think the Cowboys can move the ball against the Niners. Um, a look, you know, I because their their defense in flux, but uh, yeah. we got to stop their run game. 
You know what I mean? And with teams mm-hmm. been having a field day in the run game against us. And even when you watch that game against Cincinnati, yes, we won and the score looked great. But if you really watch the game, the Cincinnati Bengals were moving the ball on us up and down. They the were. They, beat, yeah, they had yeah. more yards. They had more first downs. They had more total yards yep. in the game. But they, they were their own uh, worst enemy with their turnovers, uh, which we capitalized off of. So that's what you have to be aware of is that that running game that San Francisco and they will run the ball with and Mike Shanahan, they do some good play calling over there because um, mm-hmm. so, their quarterbacks are not good. So no. we, we definitely have a chance, uh, but that defense is going to have to play good football and we're going to get some turnovers in this game as well. Yeah, I, to me, it comes down to turnovers this game. This game is all about the, and I've got some interesting statistics on that. Once we get to the defense, uh, I'll touch on it. Um, but you talked about the defense. Go on, Paul. Sorry. What about our percentages? Yeah, go on. Sorry, I did. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like flowing. I always tell you that I get steamrolling. If I steamroll, slow me down. Slow me down, brother. <laughs> Go on then, Paul. Your percentage. Uh, Cowboys win. What are you giving it? I'm actually going to agree with Arrow, uh, but I'm also going to agree, agree with James, but I, I'm going to say 60-40. Like, so 60% for us. Purely because our offense is more like we've got more active like starters still within our receiving core and our uh, mm-hmm. running backs pretty much. But it, the reason I would still go back to fifty percent is what James just kind of mentioned in regards to our defense. What defense is going to show up in that game? We have no idea. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that's that's the way I'm kind of thinking towards that. Yeah, do you want mine? I'm very specific with mine. Because I know like bloody 75.3% or something like that. <laughs> uh, almost, no. It's 89%. How the hell did you come up with 89%? <laughs> because I didn't want to make it 90%, because that seemed too smug. <laughs> Fair reason, isn't it? <laughs> there we go. Yeah, yeah. So I just took it back one. Um, what are you going for, Jay? Do you give me your percentage? What do you think um, you're going to win? Beat the Buckies, mate. Uh, do, do you know not to kind of sit on the fence, but I'm kind of agree with, with James. I'm, I'm going to go 50-50. The only reason I, I go with that is is this Cowboys team has been so inconsistent this year. And also, if you look at the stats across the board with the Niners, we are pretty much the same across the board in rankings, apart from their defence is a lot higher. So if this offensive line can contain their defence, and get that we can get that run game going. I, I think that's how we win it. If we can't contain that defense, I don't think we've got a got a chance. If, if there's one mm. thing that we if, if there's one thing we've got advantage on, we don't have to worry about like say the Bosa, um, Nick no. Bosa, yeah. or and I, I think uh, who's the other defensive end? The one who drafted S- Solomon Thomas. Solomon yeah, he's, out too. Uh, he's out too. So the two starting defensive ends are not playing. So that's always a positive for us. But at the same time, we yeah. don't have as much game film on these guys that are starting right now. So, but we just I know we're talking. Go on, sorry, Paul. Go on, sorry. No, no, that, that, that was me finishing my point now. No. But what, what I was going to say is, you make a good point. But here's a, a crazy thing: is that the uh, the 49ers defense. I know we're talking Cowboys offense, but conversely, that's the 49ers defense too. No Bosa or Solomon Thomas, as you say. They are actually though ranked first. 
in yards against tight ends. So it was the opposite of last week, Paul, when we were talking about it. Um, they are actually yeah. the best at defending tight ends, and they're fifth versus the run. And in rushing touchdowns, they rank third best. Richard, we, that, we that, 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 that all line. If they can get, the if they can neutralize, it's a solid defense. Yeah, it's a solid defense. You know, they 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 say, well, you know what, that coordinator right now, he's getting all the mm. pub because he's, you know what I mean. So he's the one that's really kept them afloat because they all thought they were going to fall apart when they lost Boza and Thomas and those guys, and they still been fine. Because think about it, they got Kerry Hyder Jr. over there from us, and he's leading them in sacks. I think he got like eight sacks this year. That's yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh, they, they, they're they still flying, even with some of the big names out. Um, but let's get, as I say, into Cowboys' offense before we go too far <laughs> into the 49ers' defense and this becomes the uh, the secret 49ers' podcast. I want to talk about <laughs> Andy Dalton. <laughs> and let's talk Andy Dalton. Get your opinion, James. How do you think he's doing? Is he doing good, bad, or just okay? Just doing enough? Just doing enough. Hmm. Just doing enough. Yeah. I thought he would do better, but he just yeah. I think you know what? I'm just I don't know. Andy Dalton, I I, I live out here in Ohio, so I've seen Andy yeah. Dalton a lot closer than a lot of other people. So I was never ever impressed by Andy Dalton. I'm gonna be very honest with you. But never impressed by him. I felt like they overrated him when they were in Cincinnati, like he was the next great thing and he never was. But yeah. I always thought if you put some talent around him, he can be decent. Um and I thought that's what he could do with Dallas, win a few games. If Dak got hurt, when he could come in and win a few games. But I'm just like, you know what? You're just doing enough. I'll be glad when you just move on. <laughs> I'd rather yeah. see Gary Gilbert right now. <laughs> yeah, it was funny enough. We was talking uh, the other week and uh, a couple weeks back, I think it was. And the question I put was um, Andy Dalton, I think he saw this as a stepping stone to get back on to sort of like a 20 million pound, you know, pound, 20 million dollar deal and get back as a starting quarterback. But I think what we've seen uh, this year with Andy is that he really is suited for a backup role. I don't know what you think on that statement. Yeah, he's definitely, he's born for to be a backup. I mean, he, he, mm. even when we knew when we brought him in, he's like, he even knew himself that I'm here to be a backup. But Realistically, having to kind of come out and try and get a, a starting role with any other team for a bigger deal, I don't see that happening at all. No, like I think he realizes where the line is in terms of what he can. Yeah. If you, you, I don't want to say what he can do. Like we, we know what he can do. He can throw the deep ball and whatever that. But and like you said there, James, like he just needs the good round good players around him and that, and needs a better offensive line. To, to help him like get above that 500 mark rather than be a 500 QB. Yeah. Do you know, yeah. it's just mm -hmm. a shame that the injury front for the Cowboys went the way it was. And I, I still stand by what I said in the, in the offseason that Andy Dalton was the best offseason signing we made just for the yeah. fact that we had a, a really good O-line, um, good running game, good receivers. And it was, if Dak went down, we finally had a QB to to back up to that has won a lot of games. He's played in the playoffs on maybe paper, not, yeah. On paper, maybe, not, maybe not light it up as Dak obviously has done, but but it would help this team push along. And just sadly, the injury front 
we've not probably probably not seen the best of and what Andy Dalton could be in Dallas. Yeah, I mean, I mean, bear in mind as well, he's been out injured as well with the head protocol and also mm-hmm. the COVID and that. So he's had that, like, and it's nothing really to do with his fall. He's had that inconsistency where he's not been able to train when he can. So, but I mean, when you kind of, yeah, we are seeing some minor improvements from Andy from week to week so far. I mean, I know like where the hell the season is right now. It's nothing to really play for unless Washington wants to lose all the games and we win all the hours or whatever and that. But realistically, it doesn't doesn't look possible. But but in terms it's of it's possible, Dalton, there is a chance. Still, We've got to win out. We've got to win out. Washington yeah, have got to lose yeah, out. Yeah, it's still possible. But but when it comes to back to Andy Dalton, yeah. he is getting he is like getting more familiarized with our offense. He is doing a little bit better, but it's no like it's pure standout. Always like oh, this is a pure starting quarterback type of thing. It's just like James said, he's just doing enough. That is he's doing the, enough. He's yeah. Doing enough. You don't want him to be doing hero ball. No, 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 not like he did against Washington. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, but here's an interesting statistic though, is that since week eleven, uh he's actually tied for fourth in touchdowns. The ginger prince. <laughs> yeah. And we say it the Dalton scale, you know? Lawrence um, made, made a really good point there. Just think, if we didn't sign Dalton, Cooper Rush would have been number two. He could have been, very much so. Yeah, yeah. See, he, and, he, and we that, did bring him back. See, and that's what I touched on in in, in the off season is that we've had this. I don't know why we've always seemed to have that kind of same thing, haven't we? It happened when Tony went down. We had no one to come in and pick this offense up and kind of really run with it. We were getting. We were getting John Kittner out of high school coaching to come and try and run this team. And that's what, like I said, especially when you're in a position of you've got a roster that's able to challenge. Somebody goes down, you need someone to come in. Like I say, you don't want Andy Dalton to come in and, and you know, expect him to light the league up, but you want him to at least play at a certain level that Zeke can manage to get, get the ball running and, and the receivers are getting the ball and making yards and we're winning games and didn't have to be pretty, but just winning games. And that's what we'd never had in the past. And it's like, it's just sad that we've had such a poor run on it. Injuries. I'm going to add a wee quote in here. And this is by the infamous Jock Steen, former Celtic football, football club manager. But the thing is, is like, as long you outscore your opponent, I don't care. A win's a win. Outscore your opponent. Win's a win. It is true. Um, yeah, but true, but you're on. not going to outscore someone with, with John Kittner at QB, are you really? Come on. <laughs> I know. I know. I know I but you're true, though, Paul. I, I totally agree. Uh, but my only other question, though, in terms of Andy Dalton, which I'm going to ask you, James, is based on what we've seen uh, this season since Dak's gone down and with everything that's going on, uh-huh. Would you think that, in based on what we've seen right now, Dak, po- Dra- bleh, Dak Prescott's value has only gone up? Definitely. Um, that's, that's why yeah. I'm I'm worried about you know mm-hmm. is he going to come back? You know I've said that as soon as uh, yep. you know he got hurt because uh, my thing was they had too many opportunities to sign him before and now the price is going up. You know it's like well if you didn't sign him before 
because you were talking about this and that. Now the price is going up. What makes me have the confidence that you're going to sign them now? Because to mm-hmm. me, this this is the year, in my opinion. I always thought that Dak was a really good quarterback and could be a franchise quarterback. I felt like he was going to that level last year. Yes. When I watched him this year. I had no doubts in my mind. I'm like, okay, yeah, he's a franchise quarterback. He don't need people to be great around him any longer. He just needs to be people to be good. He can carry a team now. So, yeah, if he were to go yes. to another team, he would definitely ball his ass out. So, please, figure it out, Cowboys. He's, he's got the leadership qualities to be a um, starting quarterback. Yeah, for sure. and, and ironically, no. the team I see, if the Cowboys – are going to really struggle to sign him this year. The team I see him going to is the 49ers. Do you know, mm-hmm. as well, we, we, we had the, the ideal the whole, team for it. We had the whole drama last off season, and as, as we said, the Joneses screwed the pooch by not getting Dax Deal done, and it's going to potentially bite him in the ass again this year. Because yep. now I'm not saying these QBs are on the same level as Dak, but if you look at some of the QB QB player around the league. Jackson's having another good year. When mm-hmm. Taysom Hill's Taysom Hill's coming and he's he's played well when he's coming. Look at I know he's just only got he's only just coming to the league, but um, Herbert's playing well. So he, even rookies are going to drive that price up. So what we were saying, forty million was going to be too much. It looks like forty million could be a bargain. It is, you know, it's just That's so inflation. awkward. Inflation for you, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Price value goes up, and because some people are saying, Oh, the injury is going to bring him down, and you're like, But you're seeing a Dallas Cowboys team, and I- I'm with you on this one, James. That when we first got Dak, he was the trailer, and all you needed Dak to be was as just to do enough to not slow the team down, and he was perfect for that. And mm-hmm. what you've seen last season and this season is he no longer become the trailer, he became the truck. And he Skim. was the force that drove the offense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's basically his time is shining. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. you know, somebody posted this the other day, and this is a really interesting fact. You know that Dak still got more yards than <laughs> I think I think mm-hmm. more than more than Lamar Jackson and few other few other QBs are on winning records right now. He's still got more yards than them yeah, right yeah. now. Goes to show that, you that, like how how high. That, power he was yeah yeah you know the one thing that i've loved about dak like you say he, he came in and he just he just run with this offense but it was it was just the fact that he, he never seemed to get phased if he was getting beaten because mm. the other one was having a bad game he would still come back in and stand in that pocket and he'd take the it and it and it, it that's what you want from a qb the qb essentially is your leader of your team you lead by example and he's been he's been perfect for this team since he came in and you got to remember as well that I don't think there's any position, uh, well, player position, if you like, um, more under the microscope and high pressure than the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Doesn't matter who it is, that that very spot there is probably the the most under the light than any other. Um, but let's move on to uh, before we just talk for an hour about Dak and Dalton. Um, I want to talk about a rookie sensation, Mr. C.D. Lamb. Um, I'm very happy. I actually now own a C.D. Lamb, so that's made me quite happy. Um, although, if you know, I live in Wales. 
there is a, a weird joke going round about sheep in Wales. So, yeah, it's all going very well. So, yeah, when I'm wearing that, a lot of people find it really weird, and I'm like, no, you don't understand. Don't worry. To be fair, though, Mike, I'm not going to lie. When you said you own a CD lamb, I'm not going to lie. I thought you meant you'd gone out and you'd got a lamb. A lamb. <laughs> you called it CD. <laughs> Yeah, that would be pretty cool. I'll, I've never thought of that. I'll have to try and start going around with some spray paint and just spraying CD on all the sheep around you. Yeah, um, but this, is, this is going way off already. I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to get cut off any minute. Um, CD Lamb, th this guy, I posted a stat up um, in the beginning of the week. He actually ranks playing from the slot in the NFL um, in nearly all the major categories, uh, yards, receptions, targets, touchdowns, from the slot, he ranks fourth in the NFL. Um, just to add, <laughs> insane. Uh, and this guy last week, right, on the field for 26 snaps, two targets, two receptions, 46 yards, and one carry for 15 yards. He doesn't even need a high volume. The guy gets in plays and just goes for it um but how, i'll, I'll how, get how, sorry how, how close do you think you, you could put him to rookie of the year this is what now mm. see this goes back to our off-season conversation <laughs> yeah and i said i said do you think and i'll ask you this james mm -hmm. big game james is getting on this one i made a comment in the off-season about do you think uh, Lamb has a chance for offensive rookie of the year. We know it always goes to quarterback, um, so probably Justin Herbert. Knowing uh, the not way things go, not no, 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 no. Um, there have been some others. Claypool is another one you could throw into the mix there. But what do you think in terms of CD Lamb? What do you think we would need? Um, to see from Lamb to make him rookie of the year, and based on and there's Jefferson, of course, yeah, 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 he's having another stormer. Do you think um, CD Lamb could win rookie of the year if he did enough? Uh, no, I think because they like you, the uh, commenter uh, just said, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't see the name. Um, and shout out to Joe Chanchina as well from Italy, but yeah. um, no, nah, because Justin Jefferson has been going crazy. Like you said, Chase Claypool, they've been going – and they have their quarterbacks. You feel me? They have – that yeah. makes a big difference. They've had um, Kirk Cousins the whole year, um, Ben mm -hmm. Roethlisberger, especially if you're talking about an offensive, like, rookie of the year. Um, yeah. CD would have to have the last three games get, like, 12-catch games. He had to have a 12-catch yeah. game, 200 yeah. yards, 15 catches, 175 yards, three touchdowns. He'd have to go nutty like that to really take it. It doesn't take away from how good he is. It's just, you know how it is. Um, you lose your quarterback, it's going to drop off. And plus, Dallas hasn't been winning as well, and they kind of do take that in consideration for your team. If your team is not really winning at all, they don't yeah. really give you awards. I mean, you see it in basketball all the time. You see guys are leading the league in scoring, and it's hard for them to be starters on the roster because they just don't take an account because their, their team may be bottom of the league. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you know he's definitely been the the, the shining light this season um, for the for Cowboys fans. At least something to plant your flag into on what's gone right this year. Um, not, not, yeah. not to kind of take away from what kind of like you say you mentioned Jefferson and, and Claypool and, and those. Yeah. And yeah. What's the 
and what seems to be the difference kind of with with CD Lamb is yeah, he's coming to the he's coming to the Cowboys and it was expected to kind of light up a straight away, but, but he's also had that extra pressure and a lot of people kind of sit there and say, Well no, it's it's just the kind of a four par and all this kind of shit. But he had he was given the eighty eight and he's not let it phase him. He's played yeah. to an eighty eight level. That's, yeah, that's yeah. True, yeah. And like one of the notes I wrote on CD was exactly the, the point Big Game had made that he's done this without his starting quarterback. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what's crazy. Um, the other crazy stat, mind you, is Amari Cooper. Uh, he's 58 yards away from having his next 1,000 yard season. This guy, I would say, is the most right now. <laughs> Under the radar player not being spoke about right now. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. When you really like me and Brian and Graham were talking about this on Tuesday, and it, when you really break it down, he's the reason he's. I, I personally, for me, I think people are not talking about Cooper is because he's just not the person that you'd normally speak to in the media. He's just a, such a he's quiet, about- quite yeah. quiet personal individual. But when he's on the field, he always balls out. And not to mention, like, mind the previous, like, last season, that the amount of times he had to deal with that, that foot injury and stuff like yeah. that. He still came out and balled out. No complaints, no hassle. He still came out. And this season, it's like, he's had to be odd wee niggle from time to time as well, but he's still balling out. He's still trying to get in those yards, still getting those touchdowns. And he's on record yeah. to, he's projected to beat be a seasonal high in his whole career. Mm. So yeah, he's having and, a career season. And, and when you and not just that, this is not this is without Dak as well. Again. Yeah, again. So yeah. This is with multiple quarterbacks this season and yeah, he's still pulling out these numbers. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I I'm I'm totally with you. Uh, big game. Would you say Amari Cooper has uh rewritten the narrative on him though last year? There was all this home and road split narrative going on. Would you say, based on what we've seen with him this year, healthy season, playing with backup quarterbacks and a number of them, double coverage as well, he's rewritten a narrative. Would you say that's happened yet? Um, I don't know if it's like rewritten the narrative, but I think he just basically proved what how good he is. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He, he's that's why he's the number one receiver on our team. I I did say that I feel like if Ceedee Lamb is a number one as well, I feel like mm-hmm. Ceedee Lamb is the number one receiver. But Cooper is Cooper. It's almost like Cooper is Coop. You know what I'm saying? Yes. It's like you don't really yeah. have he's steady. You know, it's like you don't talk about Coop because Coop just does his. He don't say nothing. He just does his job and goes about his business. And then next thing you look up, you're like, damn, I didn't even hear about Cooper. And then you look at his sets like, man, he's been killing it. But that's how Cooper plays. So yeah. I really said that some people got on me because I call Cooper a, a pretty boy. He is a pretty boy. I don't care. Nobody says he's a pretty boy. <laughs> I don't say he's not a beast. I've seen pretty boys that are beasts, but he's still a beast. You know what I mean? So I, I love what he brings to the table. Um you know, the Cowboys, they're talked about, you know, his contract is friendly if they ever want to trade and things of that nature. I, f- I said back in, the, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, I wouldn't want to trade him. But as an yeah. owner, you always have to look at everything that's out there when I you are it, yeah. dealing business. That doesn't mean you say I'm trading him, but you do listen to offers um, if you're in a business to hopefully get your team better. And if something like that can help your team get a, get better, in your opinion, you should do those type of things. You should never just be like, nah, I ain't, I ain't doing that. 
because we've seen, like I said, look at the Raiders. When Gruden came in, we was going crazy when they when he traded Khalil Mack instantly. We was going, hey, he traded Amari Cooper, got rid of Khalil Mack. He got a whole bunch of picks. And guess yep. what the Raiders are doing now within three years? Just saying. Just to add on, just to add on top of that, like if there's one thing I need to give credit, uh, credit for Cooper as well is his influence towards a uh, CD Lamb and also Michael Gallup, like to be yeah. those type of professionals. Like, if anything, I think this is the first time where we've never had any trouble with any of our wide receivers outside of football mm. or anything like that. Like that, we had Terrence uh, Williams a couple of years ago. Um, we had Cole Beasley talking a lot of crap when he got let when he left Dallas and stuff like that. We're not seeing anything outside of football. We're seeing Gallup, Lamb, and Cooper being ultra professional, playing playing the trade of being the right receivers for the Dallas Cowboys. And if if I was their right receiver coach, I'd be so proud to have them in our team. And the yeah. fact that and every single one of them are that what they're capable of being one thousand uh, yard receivers. Every one of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and check into the mix as well. Tony Pollard, which I'm going to touch on in a minute as well, his receiving ability and as well the unexpected emergence of Dalton Schultz, the whole receiving core, if you like, because you've got to add them into it. It's just been phenomenal uh, in that respect. Uh, and it all starts off on the pyramid with uh, with Amari Cooper, you know, because he, mm-hmm. he is the main focal point. Um, but let's get on to a part where every time I click this button and this comes off, everyone sucks in their teeth. The <laughs> Cowboys defense. <laughs> yeah, that says it all. Um, some good news, though. Some good news, right? And once I start giving you some statistics, you're going to be like, Mike, that 89% you talked about in winning. Um, yeah, I can see why you said that. But first of all, uh, Raheem Mosert, uh, they're running back. Doesn't look like he's going to play. He, he was injured, came back last week, got involved a little bit, tweaked something, he's gone. Uh, doesn't It looks like, to be honest, they'll put him on IR and shut him down for the season. Um, the issue we've got, though, is they do still have three other healthy running backs. And the Cowboys at the moment are averaging 5.1 yards per carry, which is the worst in the NFL. What are you pinning that problem down to big game are you saying that it's the players or the scheme that's causing this this crazy bad run defense um i think it's both i think that uh i think it's not i don't really think it's necessarily more the scheme i think it's the players i think the players just maybe this might not be good enough and when it mm-hmm. was dumbed down with uh, Marinelli, they were successful because it wasn't complicated. This was an easy go and yeah. do this. Now you have to study and you have to do some certain things. It's more complicated. And maybe some of these guys that we thought were more football IQ are not. Um, mm-hmm. And that has hurt the defense. And plus, I think we are lacking yeah. talent in the middle. Our defensive tackle position, I, I love Antoine Woods and what he brings to the table, but in my opinion, I still feel like we need a bigger space eater that can hold a double team and yep. attack in that backfield. And I feel like teams um, can still hit us up the middle uh, because that's where we're lacking. And I think when you see those five over five yards of carry, when you see the majority of these teams that go against us, they've either hit, hit us on the outside where we can't sit mm-hmm. the edge or they just gut butted us right up the middle. So that's a problem still needs to be rectified. And I think that's why one of the reasons why you have a notoriously bad defense. Yeah. Uh, and one of the things I've noticed, I don't know what you, you guys are making of this. 
I'm noticing there just doesn't seem to be that um, aggressive mentality on defense. Like you're seeing a lot of things, like uh, weird things that I've never seen at Dallas defense. Like simple things, even like after the play's finished, like helping the opposing running back up off their feet and, you know, brushing them down. Yeah, I don't don't like none of that. No, yeah. no, I don't. I, I'm watching that, and I'm thinking, what, what are you doing? I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, if that was me, like, like I played defensive line, if there was a running back down the ground, I'd be like, get up yourself. Yeah, leave yeah. him down there. Let him know who's boss. You know, and, he's, and, and you, I'm seeing it's, other it's, things. It's, like, it's, mental, it's mental warfare. It's mental warfare. Yes. If you start, yeah. start reaching your hand out and bring him back up, I'm sorry, man. You're just basically giving them a free pass to run over you. Mm-hmm. Sorry, it's that aggressive mentality, that that that, um amosity, if you like, you know, that that get get in their heads a little bit, you know. If anything, push them back down. (laughs) That's what I say. But you know, it's lots of things. Like I'm seeing other things. You know, like uh, the game will finish, and you'll see player, you know, Cowboys defensive players tapping the opposing players like helmets. You know, like oh, good play, good. And it's like, don't don't pick them up. Don't be doing that. Right, don't don't help them up. I've seen too many times patting them on the head, picking up. Man, damn, that's what they just ran a 12, 15 yard game. You helping them up, patting them on his head. I ain't helping you up. No. I'm push you down, what? kick the ball at your hand. Exactly. Mate, mate, I'll tell you one thing. Like when I was playing defense, right? The one thing I've I learned was like just be an absolute asshole to the be offense. Be an ass. Yeah. Be an asshole. Right? That's the only way you're going to get under their skin. It's going to make them want to hold hold on you, make them cause penalties and whatever and that. If you make a hit on them, on the running back or the quarterback, you walk away. Right? You don't have to taunt them or anything like that. You can still walk away, but don't lend, don't, but don't lend your hand out and get them up. Like, you know, don't, get me wrong. Don't, 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 get, don't get me wrong. Like, you, like When you hit them, make sure like I, I, don't, I, I wish no actual harm towards them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> When it comes to the mental warfare of playing football, nah, no Leave chance. Leave them down there. You waste your energy yourself getting your ass mm-hmm. back up, son. Yeah. yeah. Let them know if your team is with you or not. Mm-hmm. Just, just look yeah. at, just look at the, the previous Super Bowl winners throughout history. They had some nasty-ass defences. Look at, And just, for example, just look at the Cowboys when they, when they won Super Bowls in the 90s. That defence... So underrated, never got enough praise for them, but they were nasty. So it's all going to be. And James touched on it. We, 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 we haven't for a long time had one of them badass run stuffers up the middle, like a someone like an Aaron Donald or an Indomitian suing when it, in his prime. If if this defense had someone like that, oh, it, yeah. I mean, you say, you, I'm you telling you, a bit of pressure off. I'm telling you, give it a couple of years. I think Gallimore could be that guy. I really do. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah, just surprised you know, it took be... all six minutes to get Gallimore's name in here. Honestly, I'm a big Gallimore fan. I think he will and, be and, fucking phenomenal for us in the years to come. We all know, though, of course, that you know if you're an offense and you run on a defense and you get success running on a defense, there's nothing more... Uh, deflating uh, and killing physically and mentally than that. And that seems to be with the Cowboys. Because, like, what's weird is, like, their pass, and a lot of people will argue this, mind, but I, I what I've seen is their passing defense isn't all that bad. Mm-hmm. It's not great. 
it's just it's not as bad as it it, it actually looks. Just, um, know, it's a little bit kind of wor- not so much worrying, but we say we just kind of touched on it, like you say. Someone tackles their running back and they get him up and they give him a pat on the ass. Or it's that's, just like that's the bit that annoys but, me. Well, but it's like as well. Look at we, we, I think we touched on it a few weeks ago, and I don't know. If, I can't remember who we played, and the guy made a five or six yard run. Jalen Smith tackled him and he started celebrating. No, he's just gained five or six yards. Now, if you've yeah. stuffed him five or six yards in the backfield, then celebrate. Yeah, yeah. don't celebrate yeah. when he's when he's just when he's when they've now got a second and four rather than a second and fourteen. That's what you yeah. celebrate. But there's a nice little segue because I wanted to get because we've all got our opinions uh, on Jalen, but I'm going to get big games here. What what's your thought and opinion on Jalen, good or bad, or um, indifferent? I'm gonna be I'm gonna say indifferent because when he came in, I already understood when he came into the league, he had drop foot. Nobody yeah. has ever come back from drop foot, so I already understood he was gonna have limitation. He was never gonna be a hundred percent. I just never thought he was gonna be that. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I just feel like he's a secondary guy. He's not the guy. I think we could still go out there and get a linebacker. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to go super high in the draft, but I still feel like you can get a guy that can be the guy where Jayla can be opposite in him and just concentrate on doing a few things that he's really good at and not yeah. put him in positions to where he's not good at, where it exposes things and maybe cripples and hurts the defense. And I think that's where you need to go. Um, I think he, like I said, he's a capable linebacker. You don't want to just give that up to me. And if people talked about the salary and things of that nature, but if you really look at his salary, it's not crazy. If you look at the, yeah, no, it's, it's, not, it's a really big team. It's a yeah. team friendly deal. It really is. Not a, and not and a you, deal. you made a really like interesting point there because when looking back at the footage against Cincinnati, there was one play in particular, and I think it may have been you that posted it actually, or V tweeted it actually. Um, it was the run play um, where I think it was Giovanni Bernardo. Lothar was going to juke to the right, but Jalen was actually pre like evaluating. Or always going to go to the left, and he actually runs away from his gap. And he actually like I was just like, "What are you doing? Just stick to your gap." And you would have, would have got him for maybe like to sacker at like a one yard gain rather than him getting a 12, 13 yard. You know, you know f- funny you should mention it because somebody couple of weeks ago tweeted and it, it I can't remember who the guy was, it was somebody in the, in the Dallas media um and there was quite a bit of a, a mixture of um replies that came to it and his tweet was the Cowboys paid Jalen Smith like a top five linebacker in the league but and 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 his next comment was Jalen Smith is not an NFL linebacker and I was like Put the cat, as we said, put he put the cat among the pigeons and shit brought down on Twitter. <laughs> it, it, it's it's I, I get I get both sides of the argument with Jalen. Now I think he's a capable linebacker, but the issue mm. that he has is he second guesses himself and yeah. then he sort of freelances that, his position. He freelances what he does, and the trouble but, you've got is, in my opinion, is I just don't think he's good enough to freelance. He no, just you needs to stick to what he does. Like, yeah, you have your you have your assignment. You have your gap. You stick to that. If you're run, if you're, if you're assigned to run the blitz, then you run the blitz. If you're if you're assigned to cover, then you cover. Yeah, like you watch if you're uh, looking over gap A or gap B, depending on the strong or the weak side. That's you. 
Don't go when you see the running back looking sort of in second guessing and think the ball's gonna go towards him. Don't you go running like a headless chicken and go after him? And that's <laughs> gonna, you know, I mean, yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's the problem. Like because that is his problem. And, and, and LVE can is kind of being like that as well. Sometimes let's he's, not forget. He, yeah, um, yeah, yeah, he but, has second guessed what he's done as well, and you can see it. Um, yeah, it's just it's, it's a crazy thing, especially when you think we were only talking about Jalen uh, and LVE a couple of years ago, saying the strength of this defense is the linebacker core. Then all of a sudden, you fast forward to 2020, not a great year, but still, uh, and we're talking like, is linebacker a need in the draft? Like the slide has been rapid and fast. It could, um, be, it, it, it could be down to the fact that it's the way how it's been coached as well. And that could be, like, that we could is, be like, like we could be seeing a difference in the linebacker coaching changing this year, uh, next year as well. I mean, yeah. there's, I mean, when we had um, our previous linebacker coaches and stuff like that, we weren't really having these types of problems before, but that could be done under the steam. But, mm-hmm. like, and you were seeing this earlier, James, is like go from a free front to a forefront, it's going to cause a barrel load of confusion. Learning all this under the whole COVID situation, the time of preparation, the Zoom meetings, it's just going to be absolute chaos. So for them, but like, I think if I was in their shoes, you're kind of thinking, oh, well, if I did this, I could make that play. But the problem is they're, they're, je- they're jeopardising at the same time. Yeah, it's just such a weird... I think Jalen Smith but, as well, he's more suited... Uh, two or three, four. Got a question here. Weird. What has actually happened to Joe Thomas? He has been at, as least as good to Jalen from some opinions. Yeah, no, I think ever since Sean Lee came back, he's took up more of a back row. But I really yeah. feel like Sean Lee is done. He been done. Get Sean mm-hmm. Thomas back on that field. I feel like Sean Lee is just not that guy anymore. Mentally, he's that guy, but physically, he's not. So I still would like to see Joe Thomas in there because he played very adequate. Uh, you know what the hell I'm trying to I know, say. Yeah, yeah. We, got you. we got you. We got you. You were trying to say aqueduct, weren't you? <laughs> yeah. <that's right. laughs> um, here's a question for you, James. Do you think this reduction may be Sean Lee's final season as a player? It needs yeah. to be. He needs to get on yeah. the staff. I said, make, hey, man, make him a defensive coordinator eventually, dog. Just mm-hmm. let him get some reps because his yeah. mind, his football mind is ridiculous. I feel like the players would automatically, instantly respect what he's done because he's been coaching. Let's think about it. He, look how long yeah. he's been hurt. He's been helping that defense. He's been helping that them linebackers coach. Even when he was at Penn State, he hurt his knee for a whole year. He had the headset on helping the coaches. He's a natural coach. So it's like, mm-hmm. come on, Sean. We love you. It's over, though. You saw that in the TV documentary, All or Nothing, for uh, through Amazon. Like you saw when, yeah. like, like when he's in the film room, he is there twenty four seven, pretty much analyzing every single play. He's helping, like, so Jalen. He was helping all the other guys in the team, like even helping the defensive line about uh, assignment in terms of gap positions and stuff like that. Yeah, he's and he's doing all- it in real time on the field too. Exactly. He's getting yeah. that micro in that Microsoft surface and tell them this is what you're doing wrong, blah 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 blah. Right. Don't do don't make that same mistake again in the next play. And we're seeing and we, we were we were seeing the results of that in previous years, but it seems to be this year it's just because everything's completely flip sided. It's hard to keep up pretty much. I, I I really hope 
he does stay with the Cowboys as a coach. I think it'd be great as a defensive oh, yeah. coach. I, I think, I think we, I can't remember if we touched on it either Tuesday or it was last week's show. And I said, I said the biggest mistake that this Cowboys organization could make is not putting Sean Lee on that coaching staff. Yeah. When, when he finally decides to hang the cleats up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there will be a couple of players I think that might actually follow him in terms of like the retirement thing as well, but that may be another discussion for a different show. <laughs> yeah, we could talk all <laughs> night on that one. But let, let's finally get into about the uh, how we're going to stop the 49ers' um, leading threat. Would have been George Kittle. He's out on IR. Um, we talked fantasy before... Um, before we started, and Kittle in one league was my first round pick. So imagine how pissed I was in that league. Right. Anyway, I think it's, it's trying to stop Debo Samuel right now. Debo's out. So the biggest threat is Brandon Ayuk. Um, now, this is a guy I spoke about, if you remember, in the offseason during our draft portion. And I said that this guy is the secret weapon of this year's draft. And he has done so, right? Uh, last week, he had his best game in the NFL. 10 receptions and 119 yards, right? The guy is the 49ers leading um, receiver for targets, receptions, yards, and touchdowns. And check this stat out, right? He is, with three games left to go, 267 yards away from breaking Jerry Rice's rookie record with the 49ers. Jerry Rice done it in 15 games. Brandon Ayuk's only played 10. And as well, haven't they got a backup QB as well? The issue we've got, obviously, yeah, you know, we're talking about Cooper and Lamb doing it with our backup quarterbacks. Ayuk's done it with theirs, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot to say about Mullins as a quarterback. Um, But, I don't know what your take is, big game. Brandon Ayuk, secret I, weapon, do you think? Yeah, he's a he's a very good receiver. I mean, even when they had those other guys, I mean, just imagine if they had Debo Samuel and those guys with them, you know, doing their thing. Very yeah. solid receiver, good, athletic, strong. Um, and you know, um, we've even though our statistics show that we're not a bad secondary. We're not mm-hmm. a good secondary. And I think the reason yeah. why those numbers are skewed because so many damn teams have run three, four hundred yards on the scene. Like you don't gotta throw exactly. for yeah. you ain't gotta throw for three hundred yards when your team is running for three hundred. You know what I mean? So I think <laughs> really skewed on that side. So yeah, we're gonna have to prepare for them and uh hopefully uh you know that pressure can come up front. Uh but the good thing is if I can look at anything, is hopefully digs they've been practicing. Diggs, Awuzier, yeah. and uh, Donovan Wilson, who I really loved. I loved him since last year. So I really want Donovan Wilson to get oh, back yeah. on because I feel like he was one of the guys that gave our defense an attitude. Yeah, well, it's cool. Yeah, it's just, I, I, I like that. I've seen that in the past couple of weeks. Some of the hats he's been making is ridiculous, man. Mm-hmm. I was like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Man, that actually made me give me response, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the, the last piece before we get into the fantasy is I just wanted to give you a quick little stat why uh, I think the Cowboys will win. And it's basically down to the turnover battle. And the good news is, is the Cowboys are on the app. We got three takeaways uh, last week. The 49ers are rock bottom in giveaways. Last Ooh. week, they gave it away three times. And in the last seven, so the, in seven straight games, 
they've given the ball away twice or more. Wow. Okay, so there's a lot to capitalize on. A lot. Um, now, we in turnover differential, there's not much uh, in it between the Cowboys and the 49ers. The issue with the 49ers isn't they get takeaways, is that they just give the ball away a lot. So, uh, given that the case, that's why I'm going with the 89%. So, here we go then, guys. Let's <laughs> get into the final piece now before we get into the um, fantasy segment and finish up the show uh what do you think the final score is going to be um so i've got my score and uh, i know everyone at home uh will have theirs tell me and i tell you what we'll let big game have the honors of going first what do you think the final scores oh, going to be big game lord <laughs> wow let me see i i think this it ain't gonna be no high scoring game I'm gonna say no. uh I'm gonna say 2420. I'm gonna say the Niners Ooh. beat them. Though. I'm gonna say 2420. The Niners are gonna pull out the victory, even though I don't want them to. I just feel like, you know, I still think they got a little better defense than us. And uh, you know, I think we'll bang back and forth, but I think they'll get us in the end in the fourth quarter. 2420 Niners. Okay, okay. Well, as always, I always predict the Cowboys to win. I've got it every year. Yeah, oh, yeah. We're going to the Super Bowl every year, mate. We're going to the Super Bowl this year. We're going to the Super Bowl this year. It's going to work out. Don't you worry. Uh, I've got it fairly close to yours. Mine is 28-20, so I'm not too far off. Uh, what have you got, Jamie? If this offensive line can... Keep their defense at bay. Um, 24 10 to the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, Mr. Mr. Paulius Maximus, what are you going with? 21 10 Dallas. He sounded enthusiastic. Ooh, that, right. Right. He, sounded, know, yeah. he, sounded sound, he sounded sad as hell when he said that. <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? Are you okay, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Seeing it like a stone. <laughs> ah, that's what you were going for. Okay, okay. Yeah, I like yeah, that. yeah. My face really explains my emotions. You know, I'm such a happy guy. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like uh, what was it off Saturday Night Live? What was the name of the character? D uh, Debbie Downer. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Right, okay. Fantasy Lounge then. So, very, very simple. Uh, what we're going to do, play at home as well, guys. Uh, very, very simple. From NFL.com's um, fantasy app, I take the scores, the predicted fantasy scores, round them off, and give them to you, the, the listeners. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, give you, the listeners at home, uh, and uh, panel here, whether you think they're going to score more points or less points. If it's more, give me a boy, oh boy. If it's less, give me an oh boy. Who wants to go first? I tell you what, I'm not answering that. Big game is going first. I'm going to give you the truth. I, I knew he was going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Uh, special it, guest on us. It, it makes it sound as though it's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> special guest on us. Special <laughs> guest on us. Um, so, uh, Let's have a look. Uh, I'm going to give you Andy Dalton. Fairly tricky one mm. um, based on the 49ers defense, but you've got the turnover problems that they have. Weakened defense. Um, our offense firing as well at the moment. 
Cooper. So Andy Dalton predicted by NFL.com. They are looking to score 16 fantasy points. That's a nifty Mm. number. Yeah. You you can if you want. If you think it's going to be, say, in the 16s, you can, like, level peg on it. I haven't made a name up for that yet, though. (laughs) Oh, gosh. That's a tough number for him, man. It is. <laughs> Jeez. When, a... when I seen it, I was Ooh. like, Ooh. Wow. Ooh, what really are you going to do with that? that? Yeah. What are you going to do with that? They really did that one? Like, for real? Yeah. Like, he's so right there. <laughs> yeah. He's so right there. <laughs> you going right I'm, there? Yeah, I'm going right there. He's so right there. Yeah, okay. on the like ball sixteen. Ball he's right like there. sixteen on the dot to me. Mm, that's what I was thinking. I was like, <laughs> oh wow, oh wow. Because yeah. he, um, he won't go crazy, but I think he's going to maybe get a couple touchdowns. Yeah. yeah, and then throw in something weird like an odd fumble that he loses mm, or the interception. You down. know what I mean? Something. Yeah, yeah. Something Just something cool. really weird. Something that's going to catch him out on that one. Yeah. All right then. Who uh, out of you pay want to go next? I need to go, with Jamie. Gotcha. Yeah. Jamie. All right. <laughs> now, I'm not sure who the 49ers are going to start at quarterback. Um, so we're just going to go with Mullins for now. Although by the time people are watching this on Sunday before the game, that may have all changed. Uh, it could be, um, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Beat Bethard um, could be playing. Who knows? But starting quarterback for the 49ers, 15 fantasy points. I'm, I'm going to straight stay true to my prediction for the score, and I'm going to go, oh boy, oh boy. I don't think he'll get that Ooh, many. He's going to get more. Okay. No, no, sorry, no, he's going to get, get less than that. He's going to get that's less, right. okay. Oh, All right. boy. oh, boy, that's an oh, boy. Oh, yeah. boy, Um Okay, I'm going to give you, if he plays, Zeke. All right, Paul? Mm-hmm. 14 fantasy points. Bear in mind, he hasn't had a 100-yard game this year. Still sounds disrespectful to me, though. Yeah. Um... So even if he gets eighty yards and a touchdown, that's four. That's fourteen points. So you know, just while he's thinking about that, I, you I know, I I hate to hate to say this, but I'm going to say, oh boy, I'm going lower. Okay, I think it'll be about twelve points. I reckon. All right then. You no, know, although he's had such a poor season, I'm sure if I looked right and we've we've bagged Zeke this this year for some of the plays that he's had. But if he averages a hundred yards over the next three hundred yards again for the next three years, he, he breaks a thousand yards. Yeah, no, he's still he's like rich. Zeke is still. still I think, year. I think in terms of yards, Zeke is like six in running back mm. rankings. Do you know what I mean? He's still quietly there. Right, I got to give my boy uh, to Big Game James Amari Cooper fourteen fantasy points. Hmm. I'm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Up on that, I'm, I'm gonna go with yeah. that. One. Up, boy, yeah, boy, I would boy. go with that. That yeah. boy, oh boy, on that one. Oh yeah, definitely. Paul, you can have Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Fifteen fantasy points. I could be right in the ballpark. Mm. To be honest, could be. Mm-hmm. I think I'll just, I'll just step with that. Okay, he's leveling out on that one. CD Lamb, Jamie, 11 fantasy points. Oh, boy, oh, boy, he's getting more his CD Lamb this week. I 11. love it. <laughs> okay. What was now, the, what, you, how, many, how many points was it? 11. 11. 
Oh, he's getting hell more than that. Come on, that's disres- That's disrespectful. Yeah. If you think he only needs to, if he scores a touchdown and um, a, a four, forty yards, yep, 40 then yards. he's right there. He's good. Yeah, yeah. You know, with, with your, your, you know, your points per reception. Right, here's a sneaky one. CD Lamb's getting more than hundred receiving yards this week. Ooh, so it's a big game for CD Lamb then. Okay, hot take. I like it. I like it. Because I ain't jumping there. <laughs> right, here's one for you, big game. Nasty one. Their tight end, uh, who's replaced, as I said, um, the tight end who went out, um, Justin Reed. He's got 10 fantasy points. The ex Washington tight end. Ooh. Sorry, that's Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed. Yeah, Justin Reed. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know where that come from. I, I'm reading two things at once. That was now Jordan Reed has been a Jordan. killer of Dallas. Mm. Jordan Reed is a cowboy killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm a go. I'm gonna go a uh, boy a oh boy with that because he's a cowboy yeah. killer. We have problems with tight ends. He's gonna eat. I mean, freaking Logan Thomas was killing us. <laughs> yeah. And do you know what was funny is in the pregame for that one, I was taking a mick out of Logan Thomas. Eight um, uh, yeah. my own words. I knew he yeah. was going to kill us. Both games. Like, I knew he was going to eat on us, man. I just knew he was. We all, were, we were all laughing, man. We were all laughing. And but like with Jordan Reed, he is literally like a Dallas kryptonite in some respect. Yes. Yeah. When he's not concussed, he's great. Right. <laughs> right. That's, that's, the yeah. thing, that's the only thing that stopped his career. Because he could have yeah. been a very, very, very good tight end. Oh, he, yeah, he, yeah. he could have been right up there. Yeah, yeah he could have oh. been right up there with some of these top dogs year like in. Kelsey, Kelsey and Kelsey yeah. guys. He Jordan Reed is that good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely. Uh he, he, talking fantasy, he was the sort of player you would want to take in like the third round because he was that good. Um, but as you say, uh, or as we say, um, the injuries, concussions keep them down. All right. Uh, give you two, the last two tricky ones. Uh, Jamie, Cowboys defense, six fantasy points. Oh, mm. yeah. Um, Bear in mind, they give, they give the ball away. They give the ball away. I'm, go- I'm going to say that's going to be roundabout right. Okay. Jamie Smith is level pegging on that one. Um, Yeah, you have the 49ers defense. uh, Seven fantasy points rounded up. I think there will be more than seven points. I think I'm Yeah, Yeah, but but not by much. Not by much. All right. And we'll see who wins this week, and I'll I'll put the the results up. Um, See... Who was the uh, who had the fantasy gods with them this week? But that neatly wraps everything up, guys. All nice and smooth. Yeah, um, went on a little bit longer than we was expecting, but hey, that's when you've got Not things to talk bad. about. <laughs> got a lot to, to talk be, about. Yeah, yeah. It seems to be it's like every show now. It's like yeah, it's supposed <laughs> to be it's supposed to be another show, but now it's like becoming. <laughs> An hour and twenty, an hour and thirty. <laughs> yeah, uh, and it's it's been so long since we've had you on big game. We're trying to like lap up all the big yeah. gamey juiceness. <laughs> 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 
Just saying, but I, I, I we was massive. I, I, I don't know how many people were actually react to that. <laughs> you just said that. <laughs> I, I kind of, yeah. Now, now, now what do you think about it? Yeah, juiciness. Yeah, yeah. It's same when we were talking, when I, I said, oh, yeah, we're on, and you said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, man, I'm gonna be getting in my office so quick and get my, I put my headphones on so fast to give myself headphone burn. <laughs> Uh, all the weird uh, comments and what have you coming out, but there we go. But it was brilliant to speak to you uh, again, Big Game. Uh, always a brilliant show. And usually when you come on, it's like after a Monday night game or a late game. So when you're talking to us, we're all like square eye with big bags yeah, under right, our eyes. Right. <laughs> yeah, we always get you on at the worst times when we're like all like talking with you with one eye open, but refreshed. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we don't speak to you again, uh, we hope you have a, a nice Christmas, you and the yeah, family, and a, a great New Year. Definitely, though, um, if you're up for it, in the off-season when we get into the draft portion of our show, get you on again, oh, talk yeah, draft, yeah, off, so, get that, deep that, into that, it. That's, that's that's not even a question y'all even got to ask me. So <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we'll get involved. <laughs> we'll, we'll, yeah, oh, man gotta be done we've got so many plans for it all so definitely mm-hmm. have to include you get you uh, over there but obviously everyone at home as well make sure you go over to big games uh page on facebook twitter instagram and silver and blue as well um see all the work that they do over there and their show as well that you do uh the late night hype yeah with sure uh late night hype with law nation and uh skywalker still make sure you check it out we yeah. uh we got some more good guests getting ready to come on. Um, so make sure you check it out. And like you said, we get those guys on and we try to just make them tell the real. You know what I mean? We don't want them sugarcoating it because we hear that from these ESPNs and the NFL yeah. network. We hear that. Yeah, we, we don't want that. We don't want that. <laughs> yeah. That's why we that's why we doing shows because we want the truth. We want to speak the truth. So we want to hear right, the truth. That's right, yeah. And funnily enough. Yeah, that's that cool. Yeah, yeah, we had Mike Fisher on as well not too long ago, and that was one wild ass show. That was the funniest show ever. That guy is off, man. You'd have to, he's brilliant. I love him. He's just like, he's out there, isn't he, man? Yeah, wow. Yeah, but uh, yes, uh, from myself, though, uh, you forgot something. Yeah, let me just chuck that in very, very quickly. I do apologize. Um, obviously, this year's like the question. Next year, though, if you're going to book tickets to a game, make sure you book a Fruit Cowboys experience. Uh, they have game day tickets, stadium tours, and tailgate parties. You won't want to miss. When you book it, use the booking code UK Cowboys for a little bit something extra. Um, and yeah, as we say every week, make sure as well when you go to these events. You send us your pictures, videos. Uh, they're guaranteed to go up on our page. Um, yes, just, but just there we one, have it. One, just one more thing, sorry, Mike. Um, oh, yes. Virtual meetup Sunday, 4.45pm. Stay tuned on the Facebook, Twitter pages and Instagram for details. Yeah, yeah. yeah. always forget. a lot of fun, that one. And don't forget also use that discount code for you to and get free stuff. Don't be a clown. Free stuff. <laughs> free stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, don't be a clown. But yeah, yeah, there we go, guys. That'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you very much, Big Game James. Uh, and sure. from you. Paul and Jamie as well. We'll see you all again. Thank you very much. Salute. 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 <laughs>